and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 96. I'm your host, Kamran Shishtar, and with me is... James Selig. Today is Sunday, April 25th, and James, there's sunlight again, because it was just raining like the entire day. Yeah, like the first rain we've had in a while, which is, I guess, good, because we are currently heading back into drought territory. Yep, and it's supposed to be April showers, and this is the first shower I've seen this entire yeah, April. I'm just saying, this thing isn't it's really like working out. Five days till the end of April. <laughs> we got plenty of time. Yeah, it really is just like five days. I don't even know if it's gonna rain again, to be honest. But we, we could we could use a little bit more. I would say, Dude, just maybe a little bit. One of the things about my new job that is like, I need to write the date on so many things that I am constantly <laughs> aware of what day it is now. <laughs> uh, Awesome. Yeah, it's always funny because I think uh, Apollo City made fun of us once for doing like the date in the beginning of the intro where they go, oh, what's the weather like outside, guys? And, they're, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay, I see. I see what this is. Yeah. All right. Uh, but this is Sutra Side Talk. This is a weekly podcast where we talk about gaming, movie, TV show news, uh, usually select news that we really want to talk about and get in depth on, as well as uh, what we've been watching and playing. And this week, not too much news. Uh, just six pieces, uh, three on the game side, three on the movie TV side, and, you know, we're still doing that timer, so yeah. about five minutes per news uh, piece, which will be more or less depending on how much we talk about it, but most likely, I would say less than five minutes for most of these, which means, potentially, James, we might have a very uh, watch-played uh, centric episode we'll see how that yeah. goes though and we might not even do like an hour and a half episode this time it might actually just be an hour and we because if we really only have like a half an hour of news it could be a tight episode yeah we'll see we'll see what happens and of course uh you can check us out anytime uh email us at suture at gmail.com uh for any comments questions if you want to send us a question and you want us to read on the show uh we can definitely do that and of course, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sutra Side Talk. And uh, James, I don't actually know if I got to tell you this yet, but potentially coming soon. Uh, we may be coming soon to TikTok. Oh, shit. We made it, boys yeah. <laughs> and girls. I not, guess. <laughs> yeah, obviously, um, Gotta be not equal. Uh, not full episodes uh, since TikTok, I think, is like, I don't really know. It's like a minute. I literally just downloaded it because I don't want TikTok. I never did. But everyone's been telling me I will we'll get more uh, eyes on us on TikTok than Twitter and Instagram combined, which is kind of sad. But I'm like, fine. I mean, I guess we'll I, try it out. I guess it makes some sense because I like half of the videos I see on Instagram nowadays are like, this was posted on TikTok. So everything's there, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I haven't. It, it'll be content that you'll only find there, so it's not going to be like parts of the show. Really, it'll be more so. I guess more akin to the tweet-sized opinion pieces I like to post sometimes on our Twitter account. But instead of it being a tweet, I'm actually talking about it for a minute. Mm. Um, so it'll actually be me behind my phone's camera. I've never done that before, so that should be interesting i'll probably just be holding it up like this just like hey guys uh, uh, <laughs> i haven't figured out what content uh start with yet so this will be coming sooner or later potentially it could be this week honestly uh, i'm honestly just not sure yet 
but we'll we'll see how it goes. Damn. Uh, you'll be able to follow it though at Sutra just Sutra Side Talk No Space, if I remember correctly. I might need to finally get myself a TikTok account just to just follow us. <laughs> Dude, I straight I didn't even get I didn't make my own I didn't even make myself an account. I just did it like yeah. I'm like, if I don't have to put my own information on here, I'm just gonna put the podcast email. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll see how it goes. Um with that said though, uh, I guess we'll just jump right into the news, ready James? Right. Sounds good. So, we got a trailer this week. We got a a trailer for Shang-Chi. Yeah. Dude, I like pulled into work early and was like about to eat like my I have like a banana in the morning usually just to so I'm not like starving in an hour. And I like pull out my phone to watch something while I'm eating and I'm just like Whoa! What the fuck? There's a Shang Chi trailer. That they were—they didn't even say anything. Yeah, and uh, I was in it until I wasn't, eh. because something pulled me out. Was it Aquafina? And it's be—it's only no. <laughs> it was something that you'll only really know if you're from San Francisco. Oh, the bus. The bus, yeah. dude. That that took me out immediately. I'm like watching. I'm like, yo, this is cool martial arts. Like, I'm down. And then they show the. <laughs> it's supposed to be all right there's three things wrong with this one it's the the one bus the number one yeah. that goes in california street which is nowhere and, near the uh gary <laughs> Dilly square why is all right well, number one what is why is the one line by gary Dilly square and fisherman's wharf two why is it a caltrain bus yeah that was also weird and not a muni bus like why is there a caltrain bus that's that doesn't even make those aren't even the same those are completely separate so that doesn't make any sense and three both of those that's the third yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense yeah other than that one like you know they definitely could have figured that out or like someone I, like i don't know i don't know i don't understand why they made that specific choice because there's definitely buses that go around that area. There's buses yeah, that go all the around. 30 or something, I think. I think it's like the 30 or the 30. Th- I forget which one it is. It's one of the 30 lines uh, that, that goes in that area. Yeah. They could have put that one if they wanted to. But besides that, like, I actually thought this was a really cool trailer. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know anything about Shang-Chi other than he is supposed to be like an amazing martial artist. And I don't think he has any powers specifically. He's just <sighs> extremely well trained. And yeah. it is interesting that they are kind of changing his backstory from what I understand so that he is the son of the Mandarin. Yes. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's interesting. They save this bigger Iron Man villain for him instead. Like Do they they're, they're, it's going to be like father against son and shit. Yeah. They hinted at the 10 rings like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not hyped necessarily i'm not like oh my god i need to see this but i'm like it's definitely like it went from me not even it was just a title i didn't care about to it looks interesting and i do want to see this like i'm at least seeing what it could potentially be about and honestly uh, aquafina didn't run me the wrong way this time either like i said it's just i for those that don't understand like i watched neighbors too and then she was in it and her voice was so raspy and it it kept taking (laughs) me out and i couldn't deal with it but I, I haven't really seen her in much other stuff. So seeing her in this, I was like, oh, this is much. I could. This is fine. Yeah. I'm okay with this. Like, it's okay. Um, But yeah, I, I think it was cool looking. Yeah. I mean, the fight choreography from what we've seen looks pretty cool. Like, I want to know more about 
the the magic rings that seemed to be like what he was wearing on his arms at some point were because I hope those aren't the rings that they're talking about because they're supposed to be, literally be like rings that you wear on your fingers. But whatever, like it's it's the MCU. It wouldn't be the first time they took some artistic licensing on stuff. Uh, and then what else? Like, I feel like I would be a bit more excited if I was really into martial arts movies. And that's just not really a genre that I gravitate towards, although I do enjoy watching them from time to time. Uh, I do like that there's like one shot. excuse me there's like one shot that makes it look kind of like crouching tiger hidden dragon so with like people just like kind of gliding over the ground and stuff like that with like flowing robes and and whatnot so i'm interested to see where that's going like i like the the look of this movie so far for sure and even though i'm i do not know anything about shang chi for the most part i i do want to see this movie it looks like it could at least be entertaining yeah, and it's, like, cool. We get a potentially another San Francisco movie, even though it seems like the people also making that. it don't understand the city at all or how it yeah. works. But it just, like, it's like watching Venom, and you see them walk from Chinatown to the Golden Gate Bridge, and you're like, Dude, are you guys... Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how the city works? <laughs> like it make... So, Daniel and I've heard other people question that, like, does this mean that maybe they're going to try to set up, like, a West Coast Avengers because i'd be down for that this is like yeah. not the only movie in the mcu that's set in like the west coast like ant-man also is in san francisco that is very true yeah so like maybe they're working towards the uh, west coast avengers at some point which would be interesting i'd be very down for that yeah all right uh next thing dc and it's more of a reconfirmation than anything, but we did get uh, DC tweeted out the Flash logo. Like, there's a little music, yeah. uh, and they show, like, the Flash logo. Um, it's very easy to find. Like, you could find that anywhere online at this point, but it looks cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing really else special about it. Um, if it was just news about the logo, I don't think we'd be covering it right now, but it's more so also that we have gotten a confirmation that Michael Keaton will indeed be in the movie. Yeah, because there was yeah. there was some uh, question of whether or not he'd be like available, but I guess yeah, now he's definitely in. Yeah, this is from uh, Umberto Gonzalez's the rap article, and he just talks about that uh, the talent agency ICM Partners has confirmed the actor will return as Batman in the Flash. So excellent, very yeah. interesting. That means we get two Batman, just or Batman. Sorry, as we. Uh, as we always wanted well, uh, as we were saying before the show like dc has to make everything batman <laughs> everything <laughs> yeah we were, we were talking about comics before this and i was telling james my current poll list and how out of all these books there's so many that are just actually batman which you know i love batman but it's also kind of disgusting the amount of batman compared to everything else that dc has under their belt and it's just like we're just gonna sell you batman because we know you're gonna buy yeah, it and especially also you can't when you Stop. mentioned that they're they're not even doing an Aquaman comic right now, I was like, wait, what? Are you fucking kidding me? There's like a dozen Batman comics, but there's not one Aquaman comic? Yep. Uh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Crazy. And there's only one Green Lantern book, too, with like eight Green Lanterns. <laughs> I don't even know how it's right. There's, I don't even know which Green Lanterns are in the fucking book Oh my right god, now. you're right. There's like so many Green Lanterns around Earth now. It's yeah. crazy to reduce them to just one comic. Yeah. Uh it's yeah it's it's a good time guys it's it's a great time don't worry it's it's a great time for batman fans sort of yes and no i would say yes and no actually it's it's great and terrible at the same time but honestly that's that's really all there is is the flash it's very short um but 
We're not out of the Warner Brothers Park yet, guys and gals. We are still are still in it to win it because we are losing some physical releases, apparently. So this is I had to look for this. I, I had to really look for this. Uh this is from the Vulcan the Vulcan Reporter, uh, which is my first Vulcan Reporter article I think I've ever found or uh like, you know, clicked on. And first time I've heard of the Vulcan Reporter. I'm guessing their idea is that they just, they report with not emotion, but just logic. (laughs) Exactly. It has, it has to be Star Trek, right? It has to be Star Uh, Trek. It it can't not be Star Trek related. But uh, this is from Emery Kaya. And uh, it talks about how, uh, this is just from the article itself. Warner Brothers plans to shut down its physical media production department. A lot of Warner Bros. Uh, produced films and television series will still be getting Blu-ray and DVD releases, though the re- these releases will not be produced by Warner Brothers themselves. Additionally, straight-to-video projects at WB will be moved to streaming, making them HBO Max originals. Straight-to-video projects at WB include the home video Scooby-Doo movies and the animated DC movies, the latter of which, you know, okay, that's that's all that's important. They're just talking about, like, the last stuff that's come out recently. But... Uh, from what it sounds like, if it's anything that's been direct to DVD with no theatrical anything, uh, you'll be looking at that solely only on HBO Max from now on as like uh, just as, as another reason why you'd want to have HBO Max or another yeah. reason why they'd make you get it. But it's uh, I don't know. It's it's really something at first when I read this, like when people were sending me articles about this. uh. I was like, wait, does that mean I can't buy the Snyder Cut on 4K? That, that was my first thought. I was like, you can tell me I can't I can't get this on 4K, bro. Are you fucking serious? You're going to sell it uh, in a two-pack with the uh, Justice is Grey version <laughs> alongside. <yeah. laughs> um, I don't know. It's, it's concerning for the sheer fact of not even what we're losing in terms of the actual films, but in terms for physical release, but instead as a first, another step towards leaving physical yeah. media in general. Like, uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where it, it would be cool if they were just like, oh yeah, all, all these things will come to HBO Max uh, day and date with, when they hit the stores. But this is like, no, you literally have to get HBO Max to watch any of these DC animated movies, which have been wildly successful, at least with fans of DC. So that's just kind of a little bit sad to me that the fans of those DC animated movies won't be able to just like keep their collection going. They'll literally just have to watch them on HBO Max, which is like, yeah, at least they'll be able to watch them. But, you know, it's it's different for people who like to act, collect physical media. Yeah, and I'm not sure. It doesn't really say when this will begin necessarily. Um, there, there is like other stuff. Like uh, th- last year, uh, there was an announcement of a pact by Universal Pictures Home Entertainment and Warner Bros. Home Entertainment to form a new joint venture that will distribute DVDs in North America for new releases, library titles, and TV content for up to ten years. So it's like in that aspect, they're saying you know we're going to keep distribution. It won't be directly from DC. But uh, they're still doing stuff. Um, another aspect is the Warner Archive, which is, you know, all the older stuff. And, you know, it's kind of like, I-, I wouldn't say it's like the Disney vault, 
but it's like similar in the aspect of like you know it's all the older shit from warner brothers and they still bring it out every now and again and stuff uh but it's uh warner's archive is still going to be around uh the archive is a home video division for releasing classic and cult films from warner brothers library it started as manufactured on-demand dvd series by uh, home entertainment and uh it at least says it's still alive so it's it's hard to say uh what's gonna happen here but uh like the there's like one update with it that just says like well warner brothers is not abandoning home video media completely the amount of warner brothers films and shows that will be getting physical media releases will be going down as the idea is to develop more interest in hbo max Man. so okay <laughs> yeah um i think it's just gonna be like because like i said it doesn't really say when this will start so imagine like you know the next at least dc animated films that are coming is like justice society world war ii and like batman the the long halloween which is gonna be a two-parter so i'm just saying imagine this like you get batman the long halloween part one and you get that on blu-ray Blu and you're like all right cool and then they this uh order goes in effect so now the rest is just only on hbo max so now you can't own the entirety of batman <laughs> The Long Halloween Part Two is only on HBO Max, and you're just stuck there with Part One on your shelf, and you're just like, "I'm never gonna be complete in my life." It would be so funny if they actually included like a coupon code for a week of HBO Max in the boxes. Oh, of those. <laughs> that'd be sick. Watch Part Two on HBO Max. Yeah, I that that would be that that would be a kick in the balls. Yeah. Just that specific that specific thing where it's like, oh, a two parter or something that you can't continue and for collectors of not even just having all DC animated films, but an actual film that's split in two. That is, I can't imagine how that would be. What if they did like, like, uh, so some game companies have been doing this recently for like special editions. Well, eh, I guess where you buy a, a physical copy of the game, but it doesn't even give you a physical disc. It just, it's like the, the hard shell case or uh oh and it's got the codes and, in it yeah or the uh what do you call it um the steelbook case like for a special edition and, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah it just has like a little coupon code in it so it's like wait a minute but i bought a physical copy what, what the fuck <laughs> and so it's i like, don't even know how i'd feel about that because then you just have a box that has nothing. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a box that says Go- uh, uh uh gotham by gaslight is that is that the one yeah yeah and then just like well, that's a one. That's I mean, that's the, the long Halloween. Oh, the long the Halloween was the other one you were saying, and then just like have have like a coupon for HBO Max in it. It's just like wait, so I just bought a a, a box. What? Yeah, I I, would, I don't know how to feel because I, I I won't lie for the DC animated stuff. I pretty much have been just going to streaming mm. uh, for most of them myself already, but there are select Batman ones that I do have. And I did want to get specifically the long Halloween because that's honestly like my favorite, uh, like comic story, yeah. uh, for the most part. Yeah. It's one of the best ones to me personally. So, uh, the, the fact that potentially I'd actually be that guy that's like, I have part one and I'm just like looking out my window and I'm just like looking at the sky and I just go part two. Where are you? You're not in my house. You're just on HBO max. I'll never be complete. I'll never be complete i don't know it it's it's just all weird and i guess if it's just direct to dvd stuff it makes sense but at the same time we're gonna get to a point like 
what happens for theatrical releases and series and stuff. Like, I mean, I've never understood buying TV series for the most part uh, for a lot of things, but I guess it, because also who, you know, you always see a bunch of them there anyway after. Like, you just see these DVDs for seasons. Um, But specifically theatrical releases will be the most interesting thing if we see those start switching away because it's like, you know, people still buy a bunch of those. Like, you can't tell me you're not making a profit off that or that it, is it really going to help you make more money on HBO? Like, will HBO Max really make you more money than buying these individually priced select copies? I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's one of those numbers game type things where it's just like, hey, like this many millions of people or I don't know, the hundreds of thousands of people buy these like DC animated movies or these like other animated movies that uh, were usually uh, straight to DVD or Blu-ray, I should say. I guess no, they still do DVDs anyway. Um, and, but like, instead of that many people, what if we can get like more people than that, even just like a small percentage of that, uh, or those people to just buy a month or two of HBO max that like normally wouldn't buy those movies. Cause it's just like you chip away at people saying like, Hey, maybe you won't watch everything on this service. But there's so much you might as well get like a month or two. And then like some percentage yeah. of those people will be like me who were like, oh, I'll, I'll get like a, a trial for uh, Wonder Woman to see how fucking bad that movie is. And then I <laughs> and then I like got stuck on the service because I'm like, holy fuck, there's actually a lot of good shit here. And like and then they've kept me there with their uh, their monthly movie releases. And so like that that won't be there uh, forever. Those for sure. Be gone. But after this year, but at least for now, I'm like, I'm in on HBO Max, and I've been saying, like, every once in a while, like, yeah, damn, this this service has like a lot of good shit on it. So it is a numbers game that, like, maybe you won't get everyone to stick around, or you won't get everyone to buy one of these movies, uh, that normally releases as like a physical movie, but you will get some amount of money from people that you wouldn't get, uh, previously by just like getting a subscription from them. Yeah, and I, I will say this, too. Like, I mean, even though these movies will be gone after this year, I mean, they'll probably be back in, but, like, in terms of theatrical release simultaneously and stuff, you're not going to see that anymore after this year. But, you know, instead, now you're going to get these, uh, all these DC animated films. You're going to get Scooby-Doo. I mean, who doesn't want more Scooby-Doo, right? I, I, really, I don't really know what's been going on with Scooby-Doo, to be honest. I have no idea what's coming out anymore. Uh, it's been... Year. When did Witch's Ghost come out? I think that's the last time I cared. Oh, I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> we, were, we were in like elementary school I don't know but um, and I dropped my phone but uh, I think it's gonna be interesting because I'm noticing now too for television specifically uh, I was recording Superman and Lois on Xfinity uh, just recording episodes so I can just go and watch them and it's easier than going on demand because now I don't have to I can fast forward through commercials I don't right. have to deal with that I found out it's already on HBO Max. As each episode comes out, they're already on HBO Max. And there's... I don't even have to fast forward through the commercials. So I'm like, oh, this is just straight up just the show. Zero ads. No effort needed. This is so much better. Yeah. If they do that for just even CW shows, even though I've just cut them in half. Like, I've just dropped out, like, three completely. Uh, we'll talk about that later, maybe. But uh, that that's also a big plus there. And that's interesting because also 
it's there already and it's not going to go anywhere. So that eliminates the need to even print out DVDs and Blu-rays for actual CW shows, which I, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I, have, I haven't met someone who's bought CW shows in physical yeah, release. Right. So that's also a thing. I, I mean, I, I legit, I'm not joking. I'm just being literal here. I, do, I have not met anyone that has bought that stuff. Like I think people that have bought like shows is like you, I think. I think you bought Breaking Bad or something. I don't really, I don't know what yeah, you bought. The, no, Malcolm in the I Middle. I think really, you bought really Malcolm like in the, the Middle. <laughs> yeah. It, like, it, I'll, I'll get it. Uh, or if it's like something special, like I actually have the box set of the entire Batman 66 show that I've watched like nice. maybe one season of. <laughs> and like for me, I just own, uh, for better or for worse, I own Game of Thrones. I want to talk about that. Uh, I also own the Batman, like basically all the animated series blu-rays that they've come out with for batman uh superman justice league or dvds whatever they are and then um full metal alchemist brother which was a big exception mm. but right. otherwise i don't really have anything that's a show i think i had firefly and i'm selling that so it's like you know whatever uh but yeah i don't know that's that's my gist on everything and i guess we'll see what happens as time progresses too but moving on to the gaming news uh, i think we sorry <laughs> over talked for well, that a little bit, bit. but these are also pretty short. First off is uh, we talked about PlayStation 3, PlayStation P, <laughs> PlayStation P, PSP, <laughs> and PlayStation Vita uh, stores leaving. Uh, and you could still download everything you bought, but you can't buy anything more off of those yeah. platforms. Uh, just like Xbox, when they did the whole Xbox Live price increase, and then everyone complained. And then they said, never mind. Like, Whoa, we read Ever- this, uh, the temperature of the room wrong. <laughs> Yeah, same thing happened here. So Jim Ryan went out on PlayStation Vlog, and I'm not going to read the whole article, just this little thing. Upon further reflection, however, it's clear. Uh, recently we notified players that PlayStation Store for PS3, PS Vita devices was planned to end this summer. Upon further reflection, however, it's clear that we made the wrong decision here. So today I'm happy to say that we will be keeping the PlayStation Store operational for PS3 and PS Vita devices. P- PSP. I was going to say PlayStation P. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I mean, it's still uh, technically PS- correct. <laughs> Play- PSP uh, commerce functionality will retire on July 2nd, 2021 as planned. So if you have a PS3 and you have a Vita, you no longer need to worry. Those platform stores will still be around mm-hmm. uh, for the foreseeable future. They're not going anywhere yet, uh, or at least for a while. Uh, maybe eventually near the end of the PS5 lifetime maybe yeah but, we'll see yeah otherwise they're here uh psp though is leaving and that was the one we were complaining about the least and also i'm not gonna lie who can actually play their psp at this point like those batteries yeah. have pretty much like died inside like, like both my none of my psps work anymore like i anyway. have a slightly newer psp than yours because i i actually sprung for one of the psp 3000 ones with like the weird scan I have a 3, screens but uh i, I have a two and three thousand Oh, okay then. I have the Metal Gear Solid one and it doesn't work. I tried Ooh. charging it and it just was, it didn't turn so, yeah. off. <laughs> Mine's probably in the same boat as you. So like, that's the thing. Like it, at least you could probably keep playing your Vita or, and like, but you could buy the PSP games and play them on your Vita. So there's at least that, but yeah, yeah. I'm selling a UMD PSP movie discs. Uh, if anyone wants to buy them, just head to my eBay and you could check yeah. out where you could buy the i'll pay you to take them away from me just get them out of my room someone just take these 
Uh, I don't honestly know. I'm keeping the other PSP discs, even though it does. I mean, I guess it's sentimental. I don't know. I don't know. We'll I I'm like a sucker for like weird, interesting things. Like I just find it really interesting that it's like an enclosed mini disc, and that was yeah. how this portable game system worked. Was like actual discs. But uh, so that besides that, there's interesting. Um, okay, this article is not even in English. Okay, the source article is from the Spider's Web for this by Simon Radzikwicks. This is not in English, so this is why I'm having trouble uh, here. Um, no, I mean nothing here is in English. I'm literally trying to. The gist of this story too for PlayStation is there is a trial run going on right now i think in poland i want to say for playstation plus to add movies and it's a limited collection of movies that people can watch it i don't think it it, from what it sounds like it sounds like they may or may not be i I don't think they're adding it as an additional cost it's just like another perk of playstation plus which you know you buy it for gaming it's mainly for gaming but if they're giving you i guess free movies it's not necessarily bad i mean it's not bad it's just no. like, I mean, obviously you want something more gaming related. You want your like more resources towards whatever gaming or PlayStation now type stuff. And this isn't that, but it's still something. But it's like uh, in terms of the films that they're trying out, I guess, on it, the ones that are on this list is like Bloodshot, Jumanji, Zombieland 2, Charlie's Angel, basically all the new stuff, the new Charlie's Angels, Venom, uh, Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> sausage party uh arrival uh american hustle american hustle really uh this is the end bad boys 1995 that's the oldest movie on here is bad boys that's crazy um and some other shows like com- oh communities on here and swat there's a swat show oh shit uh yeah so <laughs> i don't know how this is uh, i don't know exactly if like I can't, like I said, I can't read this article. I, I, I can't read it. I could just read the list of movies. But uh, I don't know if these are permanent. Like, when you get them, is it like PlayStation Plus games where you'll have access to them as long as you have PlayStation Plus and you have to make sure you added them to your library? Or do these movies siphon in and out like uh, just like a streaming service? I mean, that is... I don't know. I what what i'm confused about is that, like wasn't playstation literally just about to uh close off their uh, playstation video store yes so, like and wh- i guess seem, this, this seems like a more controlled alternate i don't know it's weird i i honestly don't know where this came from or why they wanted to do this also it's just really i don't know it feels kind of, i don't want to say it feels completely out of the blue but it's just like it just feels weird yeah Um, it's a really weird way to try to like compete with xbox and game pass and stuff is like okay so we hear you that over on that side you can spend 15 bucks a month and get like over 100 games but what if for our for like no added cost we'll give you some random movies yeah oh here okay i found i had to go to ign to get the the english translation Uh, it's at no additional cost. It's 21 movies and TV shows. And it sounds like... Uh, let me double check here what it said. Uh, I mean, if it's no additional cost, then like 
sure get, bring it on i guess <laughs> yeah i guess so because uh it looks like new titles will be added to that list every three months and no change to the playstation plus price will be made in poland uh mm. okay yeah i don't know it's interesting um and yeah. i guess like you know i'm not gonna say no to more stuff at no additional cost for sure um but at the same time i'm still hoping for like nintendo style playstation plus classics of like playstation one and two games or something i mean i'm still i guess it i'm more so waiting for that xbox equivalent not necessarily because it's like playstation plus isn't game pass playstation now is game pass in terms of and that's the uh, thing equivalence i've i've I would like to kind of try out PlayStation now again. Cause like I tried it out a while ago just to play Catherine and it worked fine for me. Uh, and I don't know. I, I like the idea of the service. I like that they eventually uh, lowered the price. So it's only like 10 bucks a month now instead of like, what was it like 20 bucks for three months or some bullshit. It, I, like it, it was a weird pricing uh, scheme before and now you can actually download some games. So like not so you can stream PS3 games and stuff like that, but you could also download a bunch of PS4 games and maybe if they start adding PS5 games onto that service, like if like that's the one thing that's weird to me at this point is that you they literally cannot add PS5 games to the service yet from what I understand. That's why yeah. the um, the versions of uh, uh, oh god, what was it, Borderlands Three and the Avengers that came to uh, PlayStation now, like those were the PS4 versions. So, if they make an announcement that they're going to start adding PS5 games, and even if they go full on Xbox Game Pass and they're like, hey, every PlayStation first party game will be on PlayStation now and you can play a day and date and you can download them like because they're ps5 games that that could be a pretty cool deal but like i don't know i i really don't know what they're gonna do yeah it's hard to say and it's one of those things where we're in the spring and we have to wait till like june till they do their big thing and they'll announce everything we're we're just basically playing that waiting game like last year we were waiting last year and we had all these expectations we had all these questions and And we just had to wait like months to (laughs) they did what eventually yeah they did but yeah it it took forever but it's yeah it's like it's just a lot of it's the waiting that's the killer right now yeah but we'll find out more in the summer until then i guess i don't know just look forward to ratchet and clank or something (laughs) yeah oh and returnal i guess dude i'm so excited for returnal like one more week yeah yeah and rift apart honestly it really does look good like that but yeah that's like that's it for now i think uh moving on though discord has halted uh the deal talks with microsoft for them uh basically uh, acquiring them and instead of uh doing that or resuming interest in potential initial public offerings down the line. So, you know, public stocks, I guess, um, yeah. or something like that. I'm, I don't know how to feel because I didn't know how to feel initially with everything, because at least in terms of communication, discord takes down like Xbox party chat playstation Mm -hmm. party chat like those 
if you have to choose, like, you're always like, dude, can I just go on Discord with people? Like, that, it's just so much better. Yeah. And I like the idea that if Microsoft got them, you would be basically able to just in, in the uh, easy point of thinking like, oh, I can just jump on Discord on my Xbox. That's like the easiest way of thinking of it, especially because that means, oh, I'm playing on Xbox. My friends are on PC. I want to be yeah. in the Discord chat with them, but I want to also play on this Xbox and do this stuff. So now it allows for just cross-platform talking, which honestly has been something I've wanted for so long. But then that would mean, well, what about on my PlayStation? <laughs> I want to do that on my PlayStation too, though. And I, I, I do prefer the idea that eventually Discord could come onto both, but that's the thing. If it's not part of Microsoft, would Microsoft allow that? Would Sony allow that? Because then it competes with their own party platforms, um, even though they're not as good. And Discord's just easier. Yeah, but, I don't know. I feel like since Discord's a free service anyway, unless you get like Nitro, uh, I I don't know if they like micro it. Like if Microsoft bought them, that would be cool, I guess, for Microsoft. But if Sony were still able to get a Discord app, I don't think they would necessarily mind that people use that over theirs because there's hopefully not yeah, people are still just, using playstation consoles they're just using a different service to speak to their friends which they might use anyway because they could literally just use their phones yeah and honestly discord's just the best in terms of community now anyway like yeah. it's just so much more everything about it just works it, it just all works really well and i freaking i have how many i'm i don't even know how many servers i'm in but like the main ones i'm in i pretty much that's where i go to talk to people a lot yeah definitely like when crossplay starts happening on uh destiny in like a season or two i think it's in two seasons um and like maybe if i don't have an xbox series x at that point like i could be playing on my playstation 5 with chris on his series x and we could both have like our optimal experience and then we'd probably rather use Discord than Destiny internal game chat because Destiny internal game chat kind of fucking sucks sometimes. Dude, that's a, that's the whole other thing. It's like at the same time too, Xbox party chat and PlayStation party chats are still superior to in-game chats. They are. Easily. That's the thing. Like, oh God, it, it's not even... This, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Especially too, if you're in a Call of Duty, <laughs> you're in a Call of Duty lobby. Yeah. <laughs> oh god I, I just if i'm in there sometimes i just go either i turn off the mics or just to make life easier i just like go in to a party even though there's no one with me just so i don't have to deal with, with yeah. oh god but that's that's that um last news piece which is small but just interesting uh this is uh from an ign article uh by jordan allman allman and uh kotir we talked about this before that potentially there's a Kotir or Knights of the Old Republic remake coming. And apparently, uh, according to Drayson Schreier in an interview he did uh, on a stream or Bloomberg or something, honestly, I'm not too sure. Uh, but it was an interview with uh, Ben Hansen of Min Max. But it's uh, Aspire Media is working on a Knights of the Old Republic remake. And. You know, now we finally have a name to it. That would be pretty cool if that's actually true. And I don't know, James. Do you do you do you want a Knights of the Old Republic remake? 
Uh, I mean, yes. I, I, I just love that you started out just like, oh, well. Well, it's like I never really got into those games because they were either on like PC or on very early Xbox. So like Chris really, really likes KOTOR 2. Like he says that one's far superior. I actually own KOTOR 1. I have it on my iPad because I bought it on sale at some point and it works fine. It's just I'd rather play it with a controller or like keyboard and I mouse. Tried, I tried playing it on PC at one point and it just, I don't know. I think it was just, I was, I was at school and I just remember it was hella aged at the time. It definitely playing it. is a dated uh, RPG, but like I could see how at the time it would be really cool, especially since like, oh, yeah. I could see the early influences that would have led to Mass Effect's um, afterwards uh, yeah because this is the same studio this is bio yeah and like there's a lot of things where like you could pause time to set up your uh next moves and like give your allies uh uh uh, commands Commands? and stuff like that so and that all came to mass effect eventually it's just it, it, it wasn't quite as fluid as mass effect made it work so would i like a remake of uh kotor sure like, I think that'd be a really cool idea. Uh, I, cause I just don't feel like going back and playing KOTOR 1 at this point. And it's, it's just so hard to find a way to play KOTOR 2 for me personally, cause I don't have a PC, I have a Mac. Although I might be able to play it on Mac. I don't know. I, I might want to look it up at this point, but, um, yeah. And the other reason why it might need to be a remake, cause I, I forget what podcast I was listening to the other, like yesterday or the day before, um, Disney made so pretty much anything pre- besides the core movies in Clone Wars non-canon when they bought it, uh, Star Wars. So that means that technically KOTOR 1 and 2 are non-canon. That's so true, it'd yeah. be really hard for them to make KOTOR 3 and just like keep the story going. But they're like, uh, well, but it's not really canon though, so... So, I mean, you literally have the old Republic still going yeah. at the same time, too. True. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely be interested in, in a remake of KOTOR because I, I think it's like a really cool idea for a series and it's a really interesting world. I mean, I know it's Star Wars, so it's you've already seen most of the stuff, but like that era of the Star Wars universe is actually really interesting to me. Yeah. And... It, this is these are the guys that are doing that old com- the, the old commando the rebel commando uh ports to ps5 oh, yeah. and switch or ps4 and switch and that's i think they've been doing other star wars ports too so i don't know if they're, if they're doing this i don't know if it's an actual remake or if it's just a port exactly uh but it would make sense if you know they have already a, a big star wars track record as yeah. well it, it just makes perfect sense um but yeah I, I I definitely wait for this just because maybe it's like more it, it, like I mean I have more patience to go through it especially because it's like I tried playing Kotor after playing Mass Effect two and three oh, and Dragon yeah, Age sure. and going back like going backwards you're just like oh fuck it's so slow <laughs> and yeah it's it's much different and you know I, I wanted to appreciate the game I just at that time didn't have the patience yeah it'd to be like playing. That the i know uh, not a lot of the the devil may cry community or or at least some part of the devil may cry community didn't like dmc because of like the redesign of dante and stuff but it'd be like going playing that game which is like crazy fluid and has amazing controls and so easy to do really cool looking combos 
and then going back to Devil May Cry 1 on PS2 and you're just like, oh my god, this is way harder. Yeah, it's, yeah, big differences there for sure. Uh, but that is all the news, dude. Ready right. to get into uh, what we've been watching and playing? Sure. Uh, all right. Uh, I... Do you want to oh, go? go first? I went first last. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. So what did I talk about last time? Oh, I didn't even... I forgot to take these off my list from last... I was at the start talking about the same ones I talked about last week. Um, but here we go. I watched all three seasons of The Dragon Prince. Oh, and nice. I really really liked it at first because i saw the animation i saw like it, it felt much more because it's supposed to be the same i believe it's the same creators or the same i think it's the same creators as the avatar of the last Airbender. Uh-huh. um and that's what got me interested and i'm like oh, okay that sounds cool and honestly i was heading into this show purely out of word of mouth because it wasn't just me going, oh, it's the Avatar people, I'm down to watch it. It was that plus all these, I don't even know how many people kept saying you need to watch Dragon Prince, you included. Like so many people yeah. kept telling me I need to watch the show. And I'm like, I'm looking at the animation, I'm looking at the kids and I'm like, is this, am I going to like this? And I watch it and I'm like, this is really good. I, I really like this. And it's really fun. It's like that whole fantasy aspect of humans versus, it's like magic versus non-magic in a way. And it's like classic knights and stuff versus more like magical elves and other characters and stuff. And I, I honestly, dude, the, I, the animation started growing on me after a while. It's obviously much different than the Avatar animation, but it worked. And listening to all the characters, because um, I'm trying to think of the protagonist's name, the main boy. Callum. Uh, Callum. Because uh, the whole time, if you're an Avatar fan, you're just hearing Sokka the whole yeah. time. Oh my and god, I'm like, you're oh, right. he, it is the same voice actor. <laughs> uh, so I'm just enjoying that. And then, um, sh- uh, what's the elves' name? Rayla. 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 I almost forgot. <laughs> hey, she, like... everyone. It's me, human Rayla. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she put on the hood? Yeah. That's all that she did was her disguise. <laughs> It was, like she's so much fun because i i've never um i've never imagined an elf with a scottish accent before it was yeah. so out of the blue like when i first hear the elves talk i was like well how <laughs> i was so shocked because it's like you know you're anything not even just saying from lord of the rings anything regarding elves none of the elves are scottish yeah, they're all british and i'm just like so they're all supposed to be yeah, like refined it, and cultured and stuff <laughs> oh not, no, not to say the scottish oh. aren't but it's just like that for whatever Damn reason shit. That, hey man I, that's uh, what like you're gonna Hollywood make all our scottish listeners angry i can't believe you said this <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like um all the voice acting is fantastic oh, yeah. in this show uh they honestly have a great combination of being serious and being funny just like the avatar show like it it feels the like the exact same tone which is why it works so well dude especially not especially but like uh one of the things that really hit that for me was uh so in avatar you had the four elements that's like throughout the entire show is like oh i know and yeah yeah, and in this show there's these six types of magic 
and they're all yeah. very unique to the different people that uh, wield them. Like Reyna's people are the moon elves and she gets her power from the moon. And it's like, that's why she's able to like cloak and stuff like that. And shadows. It's super cool. And then there's the, is it the sun flare elves or the, uh, yeah, there, the solar? There are elves, elves that like worship the sun and they get their like fire magic from the sun. And they're French. And like humans are like the only pe- beings that can't wield magic inherently. So we use dark magic, which like literally sucks the magic out of other magical beings. And we just use it as like an item. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. And you even see, cause it's like, uh, uh, damn, how am I forgetting all the characters' names? Uh, what's the what's the uh, the fe- the female sorcerer's name? Uh, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, uh, but she she is like the whole thing with her too is she's funny. She's very yeah. like ridiculous. She's all over the place, and then she'll just do something of like I'm gonna sacrifice all of these living creatures, <laughs> and I'm like, it's funny because I get vibes of like fun sister but also Azula a little bit cruelty-wise. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. But uh, she is freaking hilarious when it counts. But then, yeah, she just does some screwed up stuff at the same time. And I'm looking up the IMDb to see who what her name was again, because I need to... Her bro- Claudia, that's what it was. Yeah, Claudia. Her uh, brother's also super funny. Yeah, Soren. Yeah. I-, I say that because I'm literally looking through the IMDb now. I'm like, I can say their names now. <laughs> yeah, no, he was... he He had a great uh arc honestly soren's arc was really good because it goes from like he's the primary one that is doing whatever he needs to even though he's like friends with callum uh he's like i'll take them in or do whatever i need to if needed and it's crazy because their dad who's like the evil he's the actual evil character who at first you think is good like he he does bad things for good reasons uh at least you get that through the beginning until he pretty much is like he he tries to protect the king when he gets assassinated like he does try to help but like the king is still killed by the elves um it's just basically he has this whole mindset of we have to protect the humans at all costs even if it means killing some yeah uh so they have a he has more i guess argument to stand on than you would say like so uh is it sozin the fire lord in avatar uh uh Ozai? Ozai. Ozai. Because Sozin yeah, was the one who, like... The first Fire the Lord that started the war with the Comet. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Sozin's so Ozai, Comet. yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, he definitely has more of a reason than just, I want to conquer places. It's more like, we need to be safe. We need to do this. But if we destroy them, we'll be we'll be safe forever. And also, we'll have more, like, uh, yeah, access to it's things. It's like, he takes it a bit too far. He's like, you know, protect humanity but the best way to protect humanity is to wipe out everything but humanity which is like but you whoa. do see the you, <laughs> you, you, you you're a little the, far there buddy you, you see the difference though with him and potentially whoever that evil elf is dude and yeah the the way that elf just like slowly corrupts him over time is so creepy. yeah because you could see that he is not necessarily bad and you could see like all the parts of him slipping away piece by piece as it occurs to the point where he kills like there's death in this show yeah like people die like he disintegrates a bunch of soldiers and then they follow him right afterwards they're like oh we need this guy and you're like what <laughs> he just killed you guys what are you talking about and like all the sol- all of the military from the other kingdoms follow him and then turn willingly into demons basically and they- 
And then they're like getting arrested after being like, I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> it's um, it's not what I was expecting from a lot of stuff, but um, because it's been three seasons now, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't. I think watched that was another yet. like I've watched all of it at once, so it was just kind of like all happening at once for me. So I was like, oh wow, this is crazy. That was a fun season, and I'm like, oh wait, that was like three. And they said, <laughs> uh. I, I think we talked about this in the news before, but they for sure are ensuring the series will Netflix won't cancel it like they've done for other things. Uh, it will go until it is completed by the creators. Oh, that's and good. they said season four is in the works currently. So we'll get it eventually. But I'm definitely looking forward to the next season for that show because it is it's so much fun. I would highly recommend it, even if like like I said, it's great for everyone. Honestly, you could th- this isn't like an adult animated film. You could show that. I mean, adult animated show. You could show this to kids. You can watch it as an adult. It has something for everybody, uh, especially if you grew up with the Avatar. Uh, it works really well like that. Like it's just like a can. It's completely different, but you have the same exact tone. You're gonna get laughs and you're gonna get serious uh, aspects as well simultaneously. So highly, highly recommended for that for that show. On Netflix. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Uh, James, you want to talk about something? Sure. Let's see. You know what? I'll just talk about the thing that I have been playing most recently that's like the one thing on my mind. You're going to talk about it. So I don't know if it's necessarily because a new Mortal Kombat movie was coming out that I was like in the mood to play a, a Mortal Kombat game. I think it was more to do that like I've been wanting to get Mortal Kombat 11 for a while and it like it keeps going on sale for like a little bit at time to time. But I'm just like, you know what? I don't like I want to get all the DLC maybe because there's uh, they eventually at they released like Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, which has like all the DLC and everything. And that finally went on sale for like 30 bucks. And so I was like, oh, shit. Oh, man. Okay, I'll buy it. Oh, but I haven't played Mortal Kombat 10 yet, though. Oh, but I have access to it on play on the PlayStation Plus collection. I'll play that real quick. And so I actually played like two Mortal Kombat games over the last like week or so. Uh, and because I started Mortal Kombat 10 and was like, they did a little intro of like, here's kind of what happened in the last game. And I was like, I don't remember any of this. I went to a YouTube and I watched like all the cutscenes for Mortal Kombat 9 as well. And oh my god. Dude, for I forgot that that game was a PS3 game cuz it looked really good. Like right? for a it, PS3 it looks game. good. And yeah. uh so the story is fucking crazy. I forgot that it was basically like Raiden was about to lose to Shao Kahn at some point in the future. And so he sends like a vision of the future to his past self before Mortal Kombat 1 even happened. And he's like, so his past self tries to keep changing the future. Uh, and it's just like, nothing's working. And eventually he does get to that same moment where Shao Kahn's about to beat him. And he finally figures out how to change time and the other gods intervene and he kills Shao Kahn. And that's how that happened. But I had forgotten that in the course of that game, like a bunch of the main characters died and they were all like resurrected by the, the, um, this one guy in the nether realm, Quan Chi, who's like a necromancer who, Oh yeah. Dude, Quan Chi dude fucking, he looks like Kratos. Yeah. It's fucking weird, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so that's where mortal Kombat 10 picks up is like the, 
the people that were resurrected by Quan Chi are now like evil revenant versions of themselves. And so the good guy, like half of the good guys are now bad guys. And like you have some chances to try to save them in Mortal Kombat uh, 10, but like eventually Scorpion, who's like, he got saved from being a revenant at one point. He finds out that like where Quan Chi is and he just like straight up kills him. And so, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, and so like, but yeah, now, because he does that though. Now there's no way he they can't reverse. Yeah, it. you can't reverse like the same spell for all the rest of the guys. So like Quan Chi, or sorry, not Quan Chi. Uh, so Liu Kang and uh, Kung Lao and Katana and Jade, like they're all still evil. And like by the end of Mortal Kombat 10, they're straight up like the the rulers of the Nether Realm. So yeah. the good guys are now like the ultimate bad guys. And like, dude, like Liu Kang straight up hates Raiden because Raiden is he like accidentally killed him in Mortal Kombat 9 because it was this thing where like because Raiden kept like fucking up with his visions of the future and like kept leading to all his friends dying. Liu Kang and then Kung Lao dies. Yeah, dude, like Kung Lao, uh, he in Mortal Kombat 9, he tried to fight Shao Kahn in like at the end of the first tournament. And he because like uh his Raiden was like, my vision of the future seems to be that like initially Liu Kang won this, but like I feel like I we need to change that because we need to alter the history somehow. So they he sent Kung Lao to uh, do the fight instead, and then like Shao Kahn straight up just like broke his neck. So, uh, and like Raiden eventually was just, or sorry, not Raiden, uh, Kung Lao, sorry, Liu Kang was about to like, <laughs> like at, at the end of Mortal Kombat 9, uh, Shao Kahn was about to like just walk into Earthrealm and try to merge the realms. And Liu Kang was like, I need to stop him before he even gets into Earthrealm. I know I can beat him. I can, I want to stop him. And Raiden was like, no, Liu Kang, we have to wait till he comes to Earthrealm and then the elder gods can intervene and like that's how we beat him and so he was just like i don't trust you anymore raiden and over the course of the fight raiden like blasts him with some lightning as like a reflex and just straight up kills him so Liu kang when he comes back as a remnant he's like raiden is like a liar and a monster and he's the reason why i'm dead so i fucking hate him and i want him dead and uh so Dude, Mortal Kombat 9 was, like, pretty cool, or 10 was pretty cool, but, like, at this point, I, like, mostly forget its story, because I moved on to Mortal Kombat 11 pretty quick, and, dude, that shit gets crazy. I haven't I haven't gotten to it yet. I haven't bought it yet. Like, I, I've played not Mortal Kombat 9, I played Injustice 1, and I played Mortal Kombat 10, so I haven't played Injustice 2 or Mortal Kombat 11 yet, so I'm, like, like I'm getting there. So... <laughs> I love that at this point they put so much effort into the story of these games that and like dude the cutscenes are so long <laughs> that it's dude they're good they're so it's good. really really good dude it's basically like watching a really good long movie and every once in a while there's a fight that you get to participate in and that's yeah. it. <laughs> and it's just, honestly that's what I lo- I'm loving these games because I like I can't I'm gonna get my ass kicked if I play online. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm literally playing these games with a story. And that's the thing. I really appreciate <laughs> that they put a story into this game that I actually want to uh, watch. And like, dude, there were so many epic moments in, in Mortal Kombat 11 that I was just like, holy fuck. This is like one of the coolest stories I've seen in a long time. Like, 
I, I guess if you if you're planning on getting to it eventually, I won't spoil anything. But like, there are some things that happened at the end where I was like, "Oh, holy fuck! I can't believe this is happening. This is amazing." <laughs> is it basically just like wait until twelve? No, they they have a definitive okay. end to the uh, to the game. I mean, obviously, it's weird to say that because like they did have an end to the story, and they gave you like a hint of where it could go, and then they also just have like mortal Kombat aftermath which is like the epilogue story that they sold later on right which, which is right, included right. in mortal Kombat uh 11 ultimate so i'm playing through that i also got all the dlc characters so i'm learning how to play a spawn and i'm probably gonna try to play as terminator too awesome. uh but uh yeah dude like this game is so good looking like not only are the cutscenes amazing but like they're the there are times where it'll i guess switch to right at, like going into the fight where there's definitely like a slight visual difference between the cutscenes and the actual in-game uh engine but there mm. are moments where like i literally am just like oh shit it's already going because um it'll do this cool thing where it'll still be doing a cinematic camera and then it'll just like pull back and the hud like just shows up and i'm just like oh shit this game looks amazing holy crap <laughs> Awesome. There's also definitely a, a like, dude. There's so many fatalities and like friendships in this game. It, it's crazy how much content with a K is put into this game. I definitely like. I feel like, uh, from what I've heard, if you do want to get good and play a fighting game online with someone, especially something like this, it's like gonna be straight up. Figure out who you want to be playing. Like, yeah. focus on like one or two people, one to three, I guess, but focus mainly on one person. Like, get a character you're gonna get used to. Yeah. And don't even like e- either you practice online playing with people or just straight up just go to the uh the training room. Yeah. And just like grind it up in there and just practice because you're more figuring out the fundamentals of the character. Yeah. And understanding how the moves are instead of just like because that's the thing people will get in and start button mashing and then that's how they fucking lose yeah so that's why you have to like get good <laughs> so i really appreciate that there are so many tutorials like they get they start off with like a basic tutorial of like here's i, mean, I think the story is basically your tutorial it's taking you through as every character there, you can play there's as that it's like it's like a little sampler platter of like here's how yeah. every character plays so you get a, a little bit familiar with all the basic characters uh, but yeah, there's like 34 characters in this game with all the DLC. So it, it would be crazy for any single person to be amazing with everyone. So yeah, like most people just choose their favorites and get good with them or at least proficient with them. And like I was saying, I was telling you earlier, uh, like I finished the, uh, the base game for Mortal Kombat 11 last night and do the final fight with Chronica was so fucking hard because for whatever reason, like the moves for, that you have as the character that you fight her as like some of them just straight up don't work against her, I guess. Cause she's oh, really? like unflinchable or something like, um, but you play, you fight her as, uh, as a uh, Luke Kang, who's like the main hero of the game anyway. So like, it's kind of expected And I, I don't know if you remember Luke Kang has like a bicycle kick where he just like flies in the air and just like, kicks you a bunch of times so every time i tried to do that move on her like the first kick would connect and then like none of the rest would he would just like drop off of her so there so there are like some moves that just don't work against her so i had to get really good at like knowing which moves are fast enough to hit her before she can hit me and like 
it's crazy that I literally had to really focus for that fight and look at the, not just my special moves, but my combos that I could do and like which ones were faster and like which ones chain multiple hits together and which ones have like a little window to, uh, to do a special move after it literally forces you to be a better fighter to get through that uh, fight. And I did it. And so now I'm like actually thinking differently about this game of like, Oh, I can't just focus on my special moves. Like I can in, in uh, street fighter and just like pepper in like a punch or a kick every once in a while. I got to know, like, this character is good at chaining kicks and like this character is good at chaining punches. And, uh, and even beyond that, there's like a lot of customizing each character. Like you can literally swap out certain moves for like different versions of their moves in uh, the character creator. It's not really a character creator. It's just like they, instead of doing what they did for Mortal Kombat 10, where there's like three preset versions of each character to play as, now you can kind of make mix mix and match like which abilities do you want to keep on this character and which ones do you want to like swap out for something slightly different. So gotcha. Uh, I don't know. I I really like this game and uh, I am definitely gonna try to get good with like at least a couple characters because I don't know. It's just it's really f- not just fun but like fun to watch. I guess. That makes sense. Like, it's so well animated that I'm just like, damn, they put so much effort in this game. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to eventually... <laughs> I'm excited to eventually one day get there. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess no, uh, definitely. one more thing. Like, like you said, if you don't want to jump into online and just, like, get your ass kicked by people who are way more uh, skilled than you, uh, there are so many single-player modes. Like, there's... Uh, towers that you could play that is just like fights a certain amount of uh, people like randomly selected uh, fighters and so like there's plenty of single player modes and also just like a shit ton of tutorials that get like progressively more complicated to like really teach you the ins and outs of the game and then once you finish with all those uh, tutorials it also has individual tutorials for each character to teach you specifically how to play with each character so there's a lot to practice with, but it's that's that's where I, it gets hard for me to recommend to people that it's just like fighting games are literally one of those games where you have to like study and practice and get and literally get good with it if you want to succeed. And it's not everyone's into stuff like that. Like I'm usually not into fighting games where I have to like literally remember the exact frame counts for different moves and stuff. But it's I it. I think I the reason why I'm gravitating more towards Mortal Kombat nowadays is just because like they put so much effort into giving enough single player content that I'm just like, you know what? I might give the the time and effort to like learn a few characters and play online from time to time. Makes sense. For sure. It's cool though. Uh all right. I will do two DC ones. So I was, I had just started, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go through all of the DC animated films that came out post uh, animated series, which, you know, there was actually a start, which was uh, Superman Doomsday was the very first one. Oh, yeah. Um, Came out a long time ago and I watched it and it's good. It's very, it's short and it's just straight up just uh, Doomsday comes, Superman fights him. Superman dies, and then uh, they do a whole thing of, like, uh, 
Superman comes back and they're like, oh my god, he's alive again. And then he starts like, he kills Toy Man. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god. And it's like a whole ruse. Lex Luthor made like clones. And he's like, this is my Superman. I get to manage him, all this stuff. And of course it backfires. And then it turns out the real Superman's alive and he has the black suit because it's uh, getting the solar. It's the solar suit. And he's got the long hair. And oh, it's yeah. really short. It's just basically that whole story in one, but very condensed because it leaves out a lot of the stuff in between of like, oh, there's four other Supermen that come in afterwards after he dies. It's like Superboy, Steel, Eradicator, Super, uh, Cyborg Superman and all that stuff. But uh, it it's really fun just watching. It, it's the first time I've really watched anything Superman uh, that wasn't, I guess, Henry Cavill in a while, um, which... I'm not saying it's refreshing, but it was just like, oh, it's animated Superman. I forgot like what the differences are there and stuff. But uh, it was interesting, too, because it's a step up from the animated series shows in terms of maturity. Like you have a little bit more blood in this, um, yeah. a little bit more swearing, I think. Yeah, they're, they're not afraid because it's like the movies are usually like they might be PG, but usually they're more PG-13 oriented. So they get away with a little bit more. Even though personally, I would say the animation isn't as good mm. as the show. Uh, it's it, maybe it's just different, and I just always want it to look exactly like the show style. That could be it. I could be completely wrong. In fact, I won't even trust what I say at this <laughs> point anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, honestly, it's just a, it's a fun watch, and like I, I was able to I started watching because they're on eight. Like I said, with the physical media stuff, but already they're on hbo max like a lot of these are all on there at this point like they're all yeah pretty much joining i'm tempted the catalog. to a, a shot at some point i also watched uh justice league new frontier which was the other one to come out and that is by that's based off of the darwin cook book which is actually really good uh darwin cook is like this crazy artist who's and i don't mean like crazy crazy but he's like really he, he has this awesome style that it feels very golden age and it's supposed to be like world war ii era or i guess actually no it's like cold war era because it's like post-vietnam i think and it's supposed to be in this world where the masks are gone for the most part like america outlawed it except for like superman and wonder woman those that wouldn't play ball basically had to leave mm. and they're just operating under like special stuff like all of the um the the jsa retired and batman superman and wonder woman were part of the jsa and it's supposed to be like they're gone because it's either you reveal yourself or you stay. So they just said, screw this amount. And then uh, what they do is introduce the new like Bear, uh, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, Barry Allen, Flash, mm -hmm. Martian Manhunter, uh, Green Arrow and stuff. And they have all of them with the new with the Trinity. And it's like them fighting this crazy alien uh invasion that occurs and the animation is really cool because it's the animation is just the style of the book and it's just just this really fun thing where it's america getting over xenophobia in many terms so it's that kind of style where you feel people it's like america becoming more accepting it's like hey this movie is about america fixing itself because mm -hmm. it has a lot of issues with itself and uh the world as well and it it's a it's a really fun time and it's a i want to say it's patriotic but it's it's very much um reminding you that things can be fixed or things are worth fighting for in a way in uh the messages they send or the style of the way they send it and it's like being united and stuff um but it, it's honestly just really good i would also highly recommend honestly guys if you could read any 
one shot DC book, read New Frontier by its it's a it's very standalone. You don't need anything else with it. It doesn't tie into anything else. It's just very much its own little book. And it's got so much in there. It even has uh, Steel fighting the KKK, uh, which actually is a very um, interesting, uh, bittersweet story because of something. It, it there's I won't give it away. There's shit that goes down, but it tackles everything basically. Like it goes through a lot of different shit, and it, it, it can be mature too at very different times. But uh, it's, I would say it's definitely worth the watch and very much definitely worth a read if you have the time to do so, for sure. Uh, but the movie itself is pretty short. But I just wanted to say those two real fast. Uh, let's see. Did you want to go through another or should I uh, do another? Uh, you should probably do another. Okay. Both 70s, or I guess not even se- the 70s and 80s King Kong movies. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you have your original King Kong movies from the 30s, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, monkey, tower, plane, shoot him down, whatever. And it's from a movie, guys trying to make a movie. So, King Kong 1976 is instead people trying to find oil on this island, and then it turns out, oh, this is Skull Island, and there's <laughs> a giant ape here. And this movie, it has, like, a wannabe... Uh, jeff bridges it feels like if i remember correctly that's it wasn't actually jeff bridges it was just like a random i had to double check again actually but it's a the whole thing an oil company goes to the island and they find kong and they recover a woman from another shipwreck oh it is jeff bridges <laughs> yeah jeff bridges is in it that's who it was okay i was like is it a wannabe jeff bridges or what was it actually uh jeff bridges but uh they rescue a woman from a ship, like a woman out at sea, lost at sea. And the whole thing is, uh, I think in the original movie, her name is Dawn. In this one, her name is Dwan. What? <laughs> D W A N. Weird. Dwan. And it is the funny that the, the best part of the movie was just the, before they get to the island, they're just on this ship, and it's just the whole crew of all these guys just pining over this woman who is just like, "Hi, my name's Dwan," and they're just all like, "Hi, Dwan." <laughs> it's, just, it's basically uh, it's like a simp ship. It's a it's a ship of simps, and it's just the funniest shit. Yeah. Uh, I, it was part of the Monster Movie Thursdays we were doing, and we were watching it as it was happening, and we were just laughing so hard at just how ridiculous it was. And then, like, you know, things happen that's in every Kong movie. Kong gets girl. Uh, natives kidnap girl. Kong gets girl. Guys go after Kong. Guys, pretty much a lot of them die. Kong gets uh, loses girl. Guys get girl. Guys run away. Kong chases guys. Guys capture Kong. Yep. And then Kong gets to building, falls, dies. And then it's pretty much 76. Like, the only difference, really, is that the suit is actually pretty cool. I I really like the Kong suit in this one. Um, The movie itself is ridiculous. Like, it's just a... The thing you realize with the Kong movies is they keep just going over the same story every single time. There's nothing really new, for the most part. At least in the first one. You have, like, the 30s King Kong, and then you have the 70s King Kong... 
and then you have the Peter Jackson King Kong, and they all pretty much tell you the same exact story. The only thing you'll usually get different are the sequels or spinoffs. So like King Kong, the son of Kong is about the son of King Kong. And then uh, that's in the thirties. You have King Kong lives, which was the other movie I watched. And it is a movie that takes place in the eighties. And it's in a direct sequel to the seventies King Kong. Oh, so it's okay. like, it comes out 10 years after, but it's a direct sequel, which felt really weird. And James, this is where it gets fucking insane. Okay. This is where it so, gets insane. This is where, okay, we already had the monkey die and stuff. He doesn't die. Instead, we have scientists. We can make him stronger, faster, more <laughs> agile. <laughs> so they get him, and you're going to love uh, who's in this freaking movie, dude. It's got uh, Linda Hamilton. For this. real? For real. I'm dead serious. She's a scientist. So. Okay, they create a metal heart oh, for th- Kong. This is where the Kong heart transplant comes from? Yes, this is the Kong heart transplant. So she does a whole heart transplant on him, and then it goes, go to, I think it's like Borneo or something. There's a dude that's basically like, they couldn't get Jeff Bridges back, I guess. I don't know, but they get they get uh, more affordable Jeff Bridges. <laughs> and... <laughs> He's just like in the jungle with these natives. And guess what? A giant ape comes out. But guess what? Also, it's a woman monkey. (laughs) So you get the reversal because, you know, it's like, oh, big giant male ape grabs little female woman. This one is big giant female ape grabs young little, I mean, small male man. And it's like a rever- it's like oh. you're it's got the gender of her and you're just like, oh, I got it. Clever. OK, it's kind of interesting. And he's just like, oh, hey, big monkey. And she's just like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> and then I think she gets like knocked out or some shit. And he goes, hey, guys, I got a monkey to sell or something. He like grows attached to it. But basically they take her to the site where Kong is and they're like, we'll see how it goes here. And Kong can hear her. So then he apes out and it's just like oh is that what's going on and goes crazy and like finds her and then they escape together and shit uh because like these dudes keep hurting her or something like they're, they're doing stupid stuff because you have like you know corporate or military dudes that are like uh doing the wrong shit where you have like the explorer and the scientists that are like no you don't understand kong you don't understand how this works and so you have like linda hamilton and this dude team up to uh find them because now they're just wild in the american wilderness wandering around (laughs) and there's uh some monkey love uh they don't show it but it's assumed because later they try to hunt down kong and he's like declared dead when he's actually still alive i think and they capture the female and then it turns out she's pregnant and Uh, the whole thing goes like kong the whole thing is kong goes on a rampage there's like uh rednecks that attack him so then he kills the rednecks uh because they throw dynamite at him or something trying to cave him in they're just like yeehaw let's get get the monkey um it's so ridiculous there's so much random shit that happens but it basically ends with kong like killing the military the military kills kong uh mrs kong gets a has the baby and now mrs kong and the baby kong are alive at the end and linda hamilton and the be jeff bridges b tier is like uh here we go uh, <laughs> she had a baby and then that's the whole movie <laughs> weird 
<laughs> it's uh it's so ridiculous but it's like okay you watch the 30s stuff and you go wow this is a very classic historical film uh in terms of its value and sentimental like i mean it's use of history mm-hmm. uh in the american film and then you watch these and you're just like dude <laughs> it's so rid- it's so ridiculous and at certain points i forget which with with some of the movies you're just like having a great time because you're like this is so off the top it doesn't make it's just ridiculous and then it loses its luster and then you're like okay what time is it how is this still going and you're looking at your watch like can we just speed this up please (laughs) (laughs) it's just the whole time it's just you're getting that feeling it's it's just absolutely i don't even know how to describe it anymore but uh you know, Dwan is, you know, you, you got to do everything for Dwan, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's not, what I got to say. Not Don, though. No one cares about Don anymore. <laughs> no, it's all about Dwan. It's Dwan's time to shine. Um, I, I just, dude, hearing that name in the movie just the whole time, I couldn't stop smiling because it was so ridiculous. I couldn't. I, I was like, I can't. This movie's hilarious. And then it's boring. And then it's hilarious. And then it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> but, Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to do one more before we close out. It's mm, up to you. Can I can I do one real quick? Let's. Is there like a small one on my list? Uh, you know what? No, I, I, I don't think I, I don't <laughs> think I can do Doom Patrol really fast because like I I got some. Like, oh, that's gonna take time. I, I've got some like strong opinions about that show. I I was not a huge fan of it in the end. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. right, I remember you saying that. That's right. Yeah. I. I've got issues. Like it's got good parts, but like, eh. let's see. Can I get? <laughs> um, you know what? I will talk about the social dilemma, which is a uh, documentary I watched a while ago. It's on Netflix, I believe, and it's not like the things that it says are not super new to like everyone. But yeah. but it's basically the idea of how the reason why the world seems like more and more divided all the time is basically because of how social media works. Like the 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 companies that are behind social media, like F- Facebook, Twitter, uh, I, I was gonna say Instagram, but that's owned by Facebook um google like all of these companies are designing their algorithms to not necessarily uh recommend things that you should see that are like good for you it's more they want something to make you angry it's not even just that it's like the that's not their intention their intention is to increase engagement so oh, yeah, things yeah, yeah. that make you want to keep scrolling and, and like, oh, I that was an interesting story. I'll click on another one that's kind of like that. And unfortunately, one of the things that keeps people engaged is anger. And like, yep. so that's how their algorithms just started seeing that like, oh, hey, this person likes this conservative article from this conservative site. Let's keep giving them more and more conservative things because like that'll keep them on this uh Uh, this site and you know same same deal for the other side like if you're like really liberal it'll keep recommending to you uh, liberal articles and so like there was this one part where someone who's like an expert in this stuff was was saying that like hey if you ever have a moment where you're just like hey how how do these people on the other side 
not know about this thing that is like common knowledge to me. And it's because literally these sites do not show them the same news feed that you see. So the things that you might have seen like a thousand times, they'll never see because that wouldn't be interesting to them. That wouldn't get them engaged in the service anymore. And so that's why you've seen this massive divide of people that like, you know, where most people used to be overlapping and like kind of the center of like, you know, oh, some people might lean a little bit conservative. Some people might lean a little bit uh, liberal. These algorithms have polarized people so much that like that's why it's so hard for anyone to uh, agree with anyone anymore, especially especially online. And like and just look at the Senate right now, like it's constantly divided by party line. And it's because these websites are literally not just teaching us, but kind of like forcing us to not see the other side's point of view. And it's fucking scary, if I'm going to be yeah. honest, that like the that it literally after watching this documentary, I was like, damn, you know, I had a lot of fun on Facebook when I was on it for a while. And I just like I dropped off of it at one point because I'm just like I didn't see the point in putting the effort into finding something to post all the time because I'd rather just like go about my day and just think about what I'm doing in the moment, not think like. How, well, I mean, how do I summarize my day to, to people who may or may not give a shit or whatever? Because they have their it own used to going. be it used to be just Facebook was, hey, go talk to your friends yeah. and share photos. That was it. That was all it was. And when it was that, when it was literally just like, hey, hey people who I used to know in middle school, like, here's some uh, shit about me so you can know how I'm doing at this point. But like once they started doing news and whatnot, like that's where shit really got crazy. And it's like it makes me think that if facebook and like if all social media was just like straight up banned shit might actually get better because uh, people would have to physically talk to each other and not and you wouldn't be you have more social interaction yeah, yeah. and it, and you wouldn't necessarily be forcing or forced into these echo like internet echo chambers of just like only hearing the things that you want to hear and only searching out the things you want to see and avoiding anything that doesn't agree with you because it makes you uncomfortable or whatever, you know. So the and this this documentary really, oh man, this was supposed to be a short thing, but <laughs> this no, I'm liking, I'm liking, but this, this, thing, I'm liking this, this documentary really highlights in really well to people who maybe aren't aware of like how dangerous social media has become in recent years. Yeah. Like the the it does such a good job of showing like. This, like, have you wondered why the world just seems to be going insane? This is partly why. And it's, it's really scary. I mean, I'm going to be honest, dude. Uh, would I sacrifice our podcast's social media presence to destroy social, like, in terms of just social media and then, like, losing my connection with people, at least online, in terms of like specifically, I'm not talking about Discord because I don't think Discord counts. More so like uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't Discord, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yes, because the people you actually want to know, the people you actually want to talk to, now you can. You can't just scroll over their picture and go, "Oh, I'm glad they're doing well." Like, and then <laughs> you know that's your interaction with them. If you really want to talk to these people, you gotta actually do it. Whether it's phone or text or uh, even sending a letter yeah. via the mail. Uh, you know, like doing all that stuff. But also imagine 
people conversing and talking like they used to. Imagine all that time you spend scrolling doing something more productive. Myself yeah. included. I'm also talking about myself. Half of this shit is just me talking about myself. Like that. I can't. I would love someone to. Because I've always heard, honestly, from people that straight up just like stop using social media and they they like do other shit like it just they sound so much healthier yeah. but i feel like if i didn't do this podcast i would probably be on social media a lot less honestly honestly like i wouldn't be searching for news as much i wouldn't be doing a lot of stuff it would be a lot less specifically this show too it's not <laughs> like the other shows i feel like i don't have to do that because it's like oh i just want to watch one movie and stuff but uh it can be just sad and then the amount of time i put into creating promotions and all this stuff for social media and tweeting out and stuff like it's exhausting and also yeah. it's like it's i just yeah i can imagine so many more things i can do without like the amount of stress that would disappear with the disappearance of social media because it's like at the same time i get it you want to see what's happening with everything even if it's news around the globe but also you know When's the last time you actually really cared about that? Like, you get the news. Great. You're informed. Great. Yeah. What are you going to do with that information? Yeah. And it's one of those, I think the, maybe the grossest thing about the whole situation is that, like, so I mentioned that they're, these companies, they're they're not intentionally making people more polarized. They're, they're just trying to drive forward engagement. And the whole reason for that is because that's how they make their money. Where like the longer you are scrolling through their your time your newsfeed, you know they'll throw in some ads that are personally tailored towards you, and maybe you might buy one or two of those products over time. And so they literally, it's it's kind of creepy to me that it to them you are the product that they are selling to advertisement agencies and to like you know stores online. You are how social media companies make money off of advertisements and stuff. And they are literally making society less so like um, amicable and like we're, they're, they're dividing people so, so much to make a buck or two at the end of the day. And it, well, I'm not really, they're making millions and millions of dollars, but it's just like, it's, sad to me that they there's no way that mark zuckerberg and i keep forgetting the name of the guy who runs twitter like there's no way that they're uh, jack dorsey twitter twitterberg yeah like there's no way <laughs> that they aren't aware that their platforms are actually harming society like yeah. in the long run but they're just like, but well, how else will we make our money though? Like, dude, I, what's what makes more? Uh, what's worth more to you, the planet or your fucking bank account? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's what, what's this? What's this called again? The social dilemma. Social. What's this on? I I believe I watched it on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm gonna watch that. I don't know when, but I'm gonna watch it. Sooner rather than later, I would say, if it's one of those, because uh, I also have to watch, um, is it Seatopia, I think, or Seaspiracy? I forget what it's called. But um, yeah, that honestly sounds like a good documentary to watch. Um, yeah, it's definitely. on Netflix. Cool. All right. Hour and a half. Well, I think that was a good finish, dude. Honestly, that was that sounds that was worth it. That was well worth it. I'm I'm glad you said that honestly because it always it's something to think about and uh, it might be something I personally would reassess too for myself. But yeah, uh, especially if I go watch that too. Um, but of course that has been the show. 
That has been Sutra Side Talk. If you guys want to write in to us, you can at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Send us an email there. Uh, you can comment, uh, any comments, feedback, whatever you'd like. Also, any questions you want us to read on the show, we could totally do that. Once again, it's sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. It's also in the show notes. Uh, you can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at sutrasidetalk. You can follow James on Twitter at invadergym124. And you can follow me on Twitter at gogocomzilla. And of course, uh, you know, like, subscribe, follow, whatever the fuck it is, uh, five-star review on any platform. Uh, that's always what helps us out since we are free and there's no ads here. And of course, uh, share it out with your friends, family, just get it out there for people to see it and listen to it. And of course, you see us on Twitter, tweeting something, retweet it. If it's on Instagram, posting, uh, share it to your story. That stuff always helps us out. We'd love to see it. Every time we see it, it really uh makes us feel good on the inside you know but it's also that fucking social media shit but you know you know what i'm saying uh, but that is everything we will catch you guys next week uh and we will have next week uh this week with this episode you'll also have up to it down to it episode uh six or seven i think it's six uh we'll have that out this week as well and uh next week we will release uh 97 as well as our april backlog special so that'll be another special filled with what we've been watching and playing uh catch up with another good amount of stuff and honestly gyms i'm getting there piece by piece we're getting we're getting there i'm getting a little bit closer i'm still watching more shit but uh i think we're making it but until then catch you guys later thanks for listening